Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Thank you for coming to our site. While you're here, if you can like and subscribe and share our content, we're trying to grow. And for those who would like to comment, make comments and I will gladly answer uh, do the best I can to make sure that we have an engaged audience. If there's something you guys would like me to talk about and to teach about, just let me know and we can do that as well because I love sharing the Word of God. And for those who would like to support us financially, there are links also provided for that. And I appreciate everything that you can give and I thank you so much. It is an honor to serve and I look forward to continue bringing you guys good content. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. We're continuing looking at this uh, theme of grace. Uh, We saw from yesterday the wisdom of God, how he put together an age of grace so that he can reach all mankind and get a chance to um, offer salvation to all through grace. And um, if the enemy knew this, I trust me, he would have kept Jesus Christ alive to this day. So let's get some background as to see uh, some things so we have a clarity of what's going on. Because today, our topic basically is salvation through grace. That's the only way that God had designed it. And we're going to take a look from the Bible. I know there are a lot of people that are holding up that book saying that this is the Bible, that they're Christians and that they believe in the Bible and all of these different things. And they'll look at some of the cultural things within the Bible to disprove, quote-unquote, the Bible. Um, Because I tell people there's stuff that deals with history, their culture, there's uh, stuff that deals with God's spiritual things. Uh, God uses um, the lives, the uh, everyday lives of men and women to show spiritual truth all of these things, and they will take some cultural things and um, go and say that the Bible is, is, um, you know, is wrong and all this kind of stuff, and they miss the point altogether. But let's go through the Scripture and look and see some of the conditions of why God did what he did to give us access to this age of grace, because it tells us that in the days past, he spoke to us through his prophets, but in these days, he will uh, speak to us through ages. And when you look at the world uh, through ages, 
you will be able to see a lot of things happening because the scriptures tells us that the disciples ask him when is the end of the age and when is the end of the age of grace and we're seeing a lots of things this war that is happening within Hamas and Israel uh, is fulfilling many scriptures I can think of one I think it's in uh, is it Joel or Amos uh, where it talks about Hamas in the Hebrew means violence. And when you look at um, the uh, some uh, uh, interpretation of the word Hamas in the Hebrew text, it speaks of a people that is violent, and then it speaks of violence itself. And so Joel, I think, is the book of Joel that talks about Hamas, especially with this particular um, war right here. And so we're kind of watching it to see if it fulfills prophecy. But anything that is done to this level has uh, prophecy um, tied into it when it deals with Israel. So let's take a look and see us, mankind. John chapter 1, verse 17, For the law was given through Moses, and we talked about that age where that law was there, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ instituted the uh, the covenant, if you will, with um, of grace and truth. And we know that uh, God came to Abraham, instituted a covenant in that age with um, with the age of the, the Israelite and um, uh, sin and so forth, the law, actually. And so uh, he showed us through um, Abraham, that is by faith you have to get your stuff. And then he instituted the law through Moses, what was the law for? Romans 3.24 No one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commanded. So the law was to point us. Uh, the law simply showed us how sinful we are. That is in Romans chapter 3, verse 20. So the, uh, God showed us through Abraham that one must live by faith. And then he put this law to make us aware that we are a sinful creature. And then he makes it to us aware that um, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin uh, is death. And so, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we are made known, sin was made known to us because of the law. And so we saw through the law that we are not capable of obtaining righteousness through God. Galatians chapter 2, um, righteousness through works. Uh, Galatians chapter 2, verses 16 says, Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. So God is showing us that uh, it doesn't matter which religion you are a part of where you have to earn your penance and all of those things, you are not going to be anywhere close to God. I don't care what you do because now this is his word uh, setting these uh, in, in these principles in place. It is not mine. I just happen to uh, attach my faith to it, to believe that it, that's true. And so when someone comes to me, I said, why are you arguing with me? Go to the source. If you claim that, and God, uh, he likes those 
confrontation, if you will. He says, come boldly. He says, come, let's reason together. So they go before him. Why are you arguing with me? I'm just reading. I just happen to join my faith with what God said. And he said that, therefore, since we have uh, we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The only way that you can have peace with God is through faith, and that's how he set it up. It is not through your work, through your religion, through your meditation, through nothing, because the scripture says that um, God wants all man to be saved. In fact, it tells us in First Timothy 2.24, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Who? The truth of your condition, uh, that we are all sinners, because the law pointed us and showed us, but we have access to God through faith because Abraham showed us how to do it. And so we see in 1 Timothy 2.4 tells us that God wants all to come to the knowledge of the truth, not in your religion. You can't come to the knowledge of the truth unless you go seek God himself. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the repentance of Jesus Christ. And then we, again, the, the law pointed us to show us how sinful we are and that we are incapable of reaching God because he set it up this way. And so he tells us that we, the salvation, um, is for all men. So then if this salvation is all, for all men, he has to create a way by which that all men will have access to that way. And that is the age of grace. And so God can divinely influence your heart to become a born-again believer. As, uh, Timothy chapter 2 verses 11 tells us that for the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. And so we have access to this salvation because that grace has been uh, appeared to all men. And Acts chapter 4 verses 12 tells us this. says, And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given amongst people by whom we must be saved. For God has provided the world with no other alternative for salvation. So you can't argue with me. You got to go to God because he has provided no other access by which, by which you can get to him except through Jesus Christ. And through grace. And so when you then um, uh, uh, see the purpose of uh, the age of grace being justified freely, it's a free gift. Grace, this grace is a free gift. It tells us in Romans chapter 3, verses 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, Romans 3, 24, that being justified by his grace, we should be made ears according to the hope of eternal life, Titus 3, 7, even when we are dead in sin, even though when we were dead in sin, uh, has he quickened us together with Christ by grace, you are saved, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself, 
it is a gift of God, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8. And so we are looking now and seeing that no man can come to God except by grace. He has set up, he tells us in Acts, that there is no other name that he has given to mankind by which we can approach him and have peace. And so Ephesians, I read to you several scriptures that showed that he wanted grace to be accessible to all, and so he created the age of grace. And because he has the age of grace, he can then, it um, gives him permission by which he can divinely influence the heart of all of those who want to be saved. And so it tells us, let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10 again. Uh, it says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not uh, a result of works, so that anyone may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, or good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. God set this up before the foundation of the earth. He initiated it when he said, um, when it, the um, in Genesis, in the beginning, God created. He initiated time when he come, and it tells us in Genesis 1-2, and God created the heavens and the earth and began to um, limit himself into the time, and he created the timeline. He spoke to us by his prophets. He's now speaking to us in his ages, because this is how he had designed it from the beginning. And so, when we look at the first part of that scripture, for by grace are you saved through faith. We read that that's how we get. So now let's walk through this slowly. So we know that grace has been provided for us all. Then it tells us that he has created this age of grace. So you come to your church, somebody invited you to a church or to hear a preacher, and the preacher's up there preaching about Jesus Christ being Savior and so forth. But the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And so he's preaching salvation up there. And you were partying with your friends and you don't care about this, but you're doing this because maybe it's a girl that you're, uh, or a guy that you're interested in, and they drag you into church. And you're sitting there and this guy is preaching the gospel. And as he's preaching the gospel, things began to happen to you. The grace of God is present because we're in this age of grace. Now, the man is preaching, and all of a sudden, grace is divinely influencing your heart for you to open your heart and your ear because you need to hear what is said because faith comes by hearing. So God sits there, the Holy Spirit begins to divinely influence your heart, and you begin to be perking up a little, and you're listening to the preacher, and all of a sudden, those words that he's talking about, Jesus Christ dying on a cross and all that stuff, began to make sense to you. There's a revelation that came into you that you didn't come for. You just came for something else. That revelation now is beginning to open you up. And then you are going to do something. This preacher is going to say, say stuff like, who wants to be saved? God is telling me that people in here wants to get saved. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in betwixt. You're nervous, you're looking around, you're like, what just happened? And you're in a state of little confusion, but you, you, you kind of believe what you believe what you heard. And he's going to say again, who? And uh, God is telling me that someone, yeah, because the Holy Spirit has been working on you. And then all of a sudden, you put your hand and you find yourself walking down that aisle, getting in front to be prayed. That is your faith demonstrating. So your 
your faith, um, your your God's grace. Yes, that's what I tell you guys. It's a partnership with God and your and with you, you and God working together, getting things done. All of a sudden, you're in front of that uh, preacher. You're crying. Your eyes are boiled out, and you have an encounter with God because God's uh, grace um, caused you to be saved with your faith. Ephesians six states two five. It says, "Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive with Christ by grace." We have been saved. So it's God's grace that saved us. Titus chapter 2 verses 11 um, through 54. The grace of God has bring salvation um, and has appeared to all men. That, that grace has brought salvation to all because we are here in the age of grace, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this in this present age. What age is that? We ought to be living presently and godly in the age of grace, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from the lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works, speaking things, these things exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. Don't let people take make you ashamed. You are the son of God. You are a child of the living God. First Corinthians 1 26 it says for you uh, for you see your calling brethren that no not many wise according to the flesh not many uh, uh, mighty not many noble are called so he's distinguishing but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and the God and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are that are not that no flesh should glory in his presence but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that it is written he who glories let him glory in the Lord what a powerful scripture. So I'm, I'm God's, he's telling us that not a lot of rich people, not a lot of wise people, you got those educated guys. Those are the ones that are always coming against uh, Christianity and whatever God says. He's picking the foolish people, the low people, the poor, and all those things that they despise, the educated ones and the rich and the wise and all of the stuff that they are looking as garbage. God is looking as valuable because God said that the world didn't appreciate and didn't, um, uh, when he mentioned in, uh, in the book of uh, Hebrews, that they didn't deserve to have those people that walk by faith on this earth. Second Timothy 1.9, he has saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but by his own purpose and by the grace he granted us in Christ Jesus before time began. And now he has revealed this grace through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the gospel. 
with some beautiful stuff. And again, I wanted to bring these scriptures and show you that everything, because we are in this grace period, the age of grace, we read about that um, a few minutes ago, when it talks about the godly in this present age, what is this present age, as we've been studying, is the age of grace. And that grace is so that God has let it go to all men, not just a specific person. Noah found grace in the eyes of God, Abraham. Now, every one of us, every man and woman, God has released grace, and it's up to us. He says, the call is out. Come, let's reason together. And once we come and reason together, though your sin be as, you know, he will do this for you. So he will make an exchange for you. But he will call you and you come. He has sent out the call. Come. That call, uh, come, is full of grace. It is out there. It is for you to come. So whenever you come, he will be waiting for you. He says, I will be waiting for you. So you have no excuse. All you people that are standing there and talking about Jesus Christ and all of this, you're waiting for the thunder to come. Let me explain something to you. The thunder did come. God created the age of grace and the call is out. The call is sent out by grace. Are you saved? There is no other way. So when you stand before him, you will have zero excuse. But when God, who has chosen me and set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace, was pleased. And so we see is this grace that we are in this age of. But we believe ourselves to be saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in the same manner as they also are. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. And that is in Titus chapter 3, verses 7. The Bible tells us that we are all justified freely by his grace. It is up to you and I to come and put our faith to get the fullness of what he did for us because he has done it. He said he, in, in uh, Romans chapter uh, 5, says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So you see here, guys, the work that God has done, the work that Jesus has done, the work that the Holy Spirit has done, when Jesus said, it is finished, he literally, it is finished. It's all up to you and I now. For God has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And so it's up to you and I to get it. Romans chapter 3, verses 2, uh, verses 22, 24, for by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. Since through the law comes knowledge of sin, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness of it, 
the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is none, no distinction for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift. The whole age of grace is a gift of God through the redemption of the Son, Jesus Christ. For the Bible tells us after that, because we are in this age of grace, for sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. And that is why we are in this age, because we ought to be walking in our authority and who we are. Come out from being backslidden, get before God, renew our relationship with Him. Because the Bible tells us, man, for the, by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace towards me is not in vain. It says, on the contrary, I work harder than any of them. This is Brother Paul's. Though I was not I, but by the grace of God is with me. And that is my mantra, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And because of his grace and his love for me, that while I, I was still sinning, Jesus Christ came and executed his plan on my behalf and on your behalf. God created an entire age so that mankind can have access to him freely and come free. I don't need a priest. Uh, you don't need a priest. Do you understand me? The purpose of the pastors and the teachers and the, and the um, evangelists and the prophets and all that stuff was for the building up of the saints, for the education, for so that the saints will not be tossed through and through by doctrines coming by deceitful men. You don't need a priest. Jesus Christ is your high priest. Just go to your high priest. You know, he tells us in the scripture, you don't need that. That's why God split that, uh, um, you know, rent, rented in the holies of holies. And Jesus Christ died. He rented that, that, uh, piece that was hanging there from the top to the bottom. No man could have reached it. God himself did it. Why? Because he knew he had instituted the age of grace whereby you can come freely and get it. So, it is a free gift. It's a gift given to mankind. And it tells us that all of God's gifts are precious. And so God has given to us the free gift of grace. He has given us the free gift of, um, uh, the Bible says, uh, uh, faith. So that through these two precious gifts, you and I, according to Romans, it says in Romans 17, 570, it tells us that we will have dominion. Um, uh, it tells us we shall reign in this life, we will have dominion because we read earlier that because we are under the law of grace, sin no longer. That sin that has dominion over all those people because the law was put out to show them that they are sinners. But when we accept Jesus Christ, that grace has, we are no longer under that law, that burden. We are no longer under, I have the ability, the Bible says, to walk in righteousness and be right before God and have peace with him like no other person can while we're here on this earth in this present age.
The Bible said that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.